0: Hey everybody, today's episode is Uncover with Canyon Walker. Uncover stands for Understanding the Needs, Challenges, Opportunities, Vision, and Emerging Roles in the Black Horsemanship Community. Canyon has been featured on the cover of several magazines and is currently sponsored by one of the largest horse feed companies in the industry. He talks with us about how he balances all of that while remaining humble and maximizing all of his opportunities. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You are now listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast with your hosts, Ariana Johnson and Caitlyn Gooch. Good. How are you? I'm doing good.
1: I'm doing
0: good. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it because it's a, we're a hour a hour ahead of you.
1: Sounds good.
0: So, I was watching a little, I think it said Athlete Spotlight on Facebook of you. Um it had your parents in it. And I noticed that they didn't talk to you at all <laughs> in the video. For for which which video was it? was
1: this? it wasn't something recent was it
0: um i think it was,
1: was it, just, in... it was just something kind of like uh like uh each one of us talking kind of a thing
0: yeah i think it was in august it had your trainer your mom and your dad oh i
1: know yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah,
0: yeah so i felt like it would be a good thing for us to get a chance to talk to you and see your point of view your side of the story i guess perfect sounds
1: good thank you guys again i mean that's I really appreciate y'all working with me.
0: Tell us a little bit about how you got started riding.
1: Um, so it started out, um, I think, really from the time I was born, I'd always been intrigued by horses. Like, you know, like we would stop on the side of the road and pet them. But it was never something that I thought was ever going to be, first of all, feasible. And, and And I think that's the biggest thing is how expensive the sport is in general, especially competitively. Uh, much less just having them. And then, you know, so it started out as that. And so I'm, for my sixth birthday, I said that I wanted a lesson, or I just wanted to be able to ride a horse because that would've been the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so um, my mom looked and looked and looked and, you know, trying to find, originally it was like a trail ride type thing I was wanting to do. And to find one for a six year old is just really not an option, you know? Um, so we finally found the lady, I think it was a $20 lesson. It was really perfect and the great thing with her was it wasn't just like sit on it you know like I showed up and it was ready like I had to tack it and everything like that so she showed me you know kind of the intricacies so it wasn't just you know when I see a horse like like it's all about the riding Mm -hmm. so I learned that pretty early which was cool so I really started when I was six. That's awesome that's Mm
0: -hmm. awesome So, what is it that you are doing now? Is it just like the three-day eventing? Is that kind of your main discipline? Yes.
1: Yes, for sure. So, it was one of those things where, like, I always knew, like, literally from the age of six that this is something I eventually wanted to do for a living, but it, it was just kind of difficult because originally I was in the hunters and the jumpers, and the jumpers is really expensive, and that's really more of my type of riding. Like it's, it's a bit more aggressive and like more exciting. Um, but the Hunters was, you know, really where you start. Like there's not a lot of jump, not a lot of jumpers that just went straight into show jumping. Um, they they kind of start on the Hunters and work their way up. So that was really frustrating. And I always got, you know, like, oh, he's he's a good rider. Like he makes like, you know, he's strong, he makes good decisions. However, he's, he's not quiet enough to, to be really successful in the huntering. ring. And as far as the jumpers went, it's just, you know, financially, like, to really to go to an A-rated show is just not, not something that, w- that we could swing. Um, so I found the vending at about 13, um, which was really a blessing. And it, it, was, it was really, you know, it's something that had really been bothering me for the longest. Cause like, this is something I love to do. It's, you know, I'm going to do this. It's just a matter of finding what fits me and my personality the best um so and that's like around 13 where i was introduced was introduced to eventing originally
0: okay so for for our listeners that don't necessarily know what eventing is can you explain kind of what you do
1: so it's it's pretty much the equivalent of crossfit for horses so we start out um in the dressage phase, and this is probably the closest thing you, you could equate it to is uh, figure skating. Mm-hmm. So we go in the ring and we hit certain points and we do various movements that are graded from um, a grading scale of one through ten, um, and and the goal is obviously to get ten being perfect, one being terrible. We you know obviously we at this point we've gotten just about every score, so mm-hmm. so just so so the goal is to get the highest score in each movement and then they, they, they take a point deduction or whatever it is. I, I kind of forget sometimes. Um, and, and the goal is, it, it's, it's like golf. The goal is to have the lowest score by the end of the weekend. So the goal, really, when I go in and I do a dressage test, the goal is to be as low as I possibly can. Um, and then from there, going to the jumping phases, we tend to, they're kind of interchangeable depending on the format of the event, but um, traditionally, especially for a three-day, we'll, we'll go cross-country, um, and these will all be over different days. Sometimes they'll be, you know, most times, especially a big competition, there'll be two days of dressage. So um, so you might go early on the first day and feel like, oh, that's a good competitive score. And then all of a sudden, you know, day two, you know, everyone showed up and you're you're kind of built of the pack. So I think that's a beautiful thing about it is you really just have to do the best you can um, yeah. in, in each phase. And then, so back to the cross country, uh, your 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 day two phase, um, that's what we all live for as as, as eventers. that's definitely what I would say keeps us doing dressage and work so hard in the show jumping um, and, and it really fits me because that's really where I can be more aggressive I tend to be more relaxed in that phase um, and that's just that's that's what really captivates me and, and and that's really the point where I was like this sport is awesome like this is something I want to do for the rest of my life um, and so from there we go, you know, the goal obviously is to have no jumping and no time penalties. Um, and then from there we go into the show jumping, which is very different. You went from the horses in, in the cross country tend to go very, it's a lot faster paced. The, right. the fences don't fall down easily, so the horses are able to hit them and it's really no problem. Right. Um, and really you're, you're rewarded for a horse that has, my last one, he was very, he's very much so good at going across the fences if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, the the step is so fast and so long that that their bodies don't wrap around the fences the same way and it really saves you time. So we go from that fast and a bit flat, you know, obviously you have to balance for certain things more than others, to the show jumping where if they ticket even the smallest bit, it's a penalty.
0: Right. Um
1: so and, and and at that point especially when you get up the levels, they just ran, you know, almost up to eleven and a half minutes the day before, you know, the soreness kicks in. And I think that's the biggest thing too, is being an athlete myself. Like I can understand, you know, like for me personally, if I will know whether it's football track, whatever I would do, I knew that the day after I wasn't at my worst, um, but I was definitely gonna feel it. So whether it was me going for a couple mile jog before, if I had to do something the next day, I knew I'd be better for it um, when it came time to do whatever I needed to execute. So the, the show jumping is definitely, I, and I would say, too, the show jumping is where the dressage really, really helps. You know, like the fact that we have the, the shape that we want the dressage to come through their backs, that's when that really kicks it's in for the newest, show jumping, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Because we have to go up and down. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, in a nutshell, that, that's it. I mean, like, like you said, you know, you're just trying to finish on the lowest score. Um, And and I think, too, especially up the levels, you don't think about it, but keeping your horse, you know, one of um, my coaches that helps me a lot, Buck Davidson, I was watching an interview on him. He was talking about how to get, you know, he had three horses at Kentucky this year, which is a huge accomplishment. He's only one to run three, um, which is in itself to have one. Some people are lucky to have one in a lifetime. So the fact that he has three that are healthy and say you know, and and ready to roll on the day is very impressive. And he just said, you know, the balance between, you know, maybe you hammer over hammer and, oh, they feel their best, but they're just, you know, 90% sound. Well, that's something we we just can't risk, you know, because we have, we have two vet checks in in between uh, before the dressage and then after the cross country. And and those can be just as influential because if you're in first and you fail the vet check, you're, you're done for the weekend, so. Right. In a nutshell, that's that's kind of the sport that I
0: do. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned the guy, Buck talking about balance. How is it that you balance your uh, riding and your school? And I believe you're a college athlete, right?
1: Yes, I'm. I'm actually right now. I'm at Tulane University on uh, football scholarship.
0: What year are you?
1: Um. Well, I'm actually. I guess I'm considered a freshman, but I'm an early enrollee, so I graduated high school in December. So mm-hmm. I really haven't started my freshman year yet, but I, I got here early
0: January. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so Congrats. much. I appreciate that. So how do you balance kind of your what you have to do for school and and the football program and your writing?
1: I think the biggest thing, like when people ask me, it's it's, you know, a lot of people have to have free time like it's something that they're you know that's just not really negotiable to 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 give up and i would say for me the two are so widely different and i genuinely have a love so it's not just i don't just event because i like to wear the jacket and i like to go to the shows like i i enjoy the mondays of you know taking 10 horses trot, like whatever it is tacking up horses for someone else like that is genuinely what I love to do. So I would say first, I love it. So it's, it's not really work to me. Like, you like you know, wait, how do you uh, go walk a course, go to a football game, and then the next morning at 4 a.m., you're getting ready to go ride your dressage test. Like, how does that work? And I would just, you know, they balance each other so well. I, I think that's what's kept me so refreshed in both mm-hmm. of my sports is mm-hmm. the fact that I do them both quite often, but they – you know, if I have a bad day on the, the field, I know that I can go to sleep at night knowing that I rode, you know, well that day or, or my horse is feeling good or, or what, or vice versa, too. You know, mm-hmm. I've fallen off at of the event and known that, well, at least I can, you know, let some of this angst go because I have to go, you know, go to the field and work out or, you know, it's just, you know, like I said, I, I would say the biggest thing, if, if I did two things that were very much alike, that would probably make it more difficult. But right. they're, they're, they're so different, and, and, and they both complement each other. You know, like, right now, I think the goal in football is to make everything look easy and like, like I'm not trying that hard. And, and that's what makes you good. You know, the difference between good and great is being able to do the same thing that someone else did with with max effort but just with, with ease and, and being smooth and relaxed and be able to think. And, I, you know, two, I love pressure. Like, it's kind of an obsession. Like, I I love <laughs> to put myself in situations where, like, you know, are you going to show out? Or are you going to fold? Or are you going to get nervous? Like, I just, I, I live off that. So, both of those give me those opportunities. And with, with the horses, it took me a while to realize was football, you're very much showing control. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: mean... The only thing I guess you can't control is the fact that I, you know I've been on a on a team where we played another team that honestly I might have had a great game, but it just there's nothing we could really do as far as the team. We just didn't do enough to win. Right. Um And 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 even if you have a great monster game, you're still thinking all we care about is winning. To be honest, when it comes down to it, you know it's it doesn't look good on you if you're talking about what you did when if you lost.
0: My yeah. Opinion. Yeah. Very um, true. So yeah very true in the interview or the little video um that your parents were in i believe your parents and your trainer said that patience is a challenge for you do you agree
1: yeah very much so i (laughs) and i i always used to be like well i feel like i'm a patient person and and very much so like like i understand like you know a, a lot of kids coming up uh, you know, I was blessed to to do young riders. I think that was great, and that that fed into that. Like I, I just love the buildup of that. So many hours, so many you know hard days for literally five minutes to to see what you know. Are you going to yeah. pull it off? Or are you not? Are you going to fold? Are you going to you know excel? Yeah. yeah. Um. So as far as the patience goes, I I would say. Me personally, as an athlete, I I struggle with trying to do too much in a day mm-hmm. um and, and that's something that i really have to be careful of because obviously you know my horse is an athlete as well and you know there, there's been points where i pushed my body too far and i realized dang i actually would have been better if i did less and um felt a bit more fresh so that that's something that that i'm able to always remember when i do to myself like just make sure you don't do it to someone that you know really can't knock you over the head and be like okay i'm not doing that because Cause really, especially my guy, he—that's where he would do anything for you. So, just keeping that in mind is a big deal for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your horse, the—the the one that you're riding now, that you compete so, with the most.
1: So yeah, so I actually I got him two years ago, and sadly, not sadly, he—he uh, he got sold very recently. So because I'm in school, you know, we thought it'd be the best best idea. You know, he's like I said, he's an athlete. He, he needs to go run and jump too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, he was sold with, which is great. I mean, it was, it was a little sad, but you know, touch his life and that's really the business and that's something you have to embrace. And if you don't, if you can't handle that, it's just not meant for you. Um, but he is, so, so like I said, I, I got him two years ago, um, right at the point where I got him, I was able to acquire him when I was, when I was 13, I bought my first horse. Um, is a probably, you know, a couple thousand dollar thoroughbred off the track. Real mm-hmm. sweet, not very athletic, but mm-hmm. just you know he he was definitely a stepping stone for me, and you know that was the first one I ever got to really develop with a lot of help, obviously. But you know the, the first one I was able to buy and sell, so he allowed me to get the one that I just recently sold, um, and and just the difference, and it was it was, it was cool to see that pay off, and the fact that you know I went from one that just you know he gave you what he had, but he just didn't have near in the tank what what. Um, Durango that's that's his name um what what Durango had so you know moving up like that was was awesome and and Durango I think he had probably done a novice schooling show or something something small like that just to say that he had done some type of eventing but um so we 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 really started out you know together um so I I, kind of produced him to where he is now and and I, I think that was it was it was difficult at times but it was very rewarding I have great coaches um Jennifer Holling, that's basically my mom. So she she's mm-hmm. done so much for me, and, and, and really, she's an athlete herself, so she, she cannot understand where I'm coming from on certain things. Right. and and we're, and we're all about me, you know, being a guy. Like, the best guys in the world are able to ride like women at times, and I, I think that's something that we stress on a daily basis mm-hmm. um, because uh, in most cases I can get the job done, but, you know, where she, for me, it, you know, she's looking down the road 10 20 years um which is sometimes hard for me to do with, with so much in the present um so so she really pushes me to ride you know not to get the job done but but um for the
0: future for longevity for sure. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so so what does a conditioning plan look like on on the horse's end um for prepping to do what you do now
1: so for mine like leading up to young riders which is you know going to montana being from florida very very different you know we here you know he was able to compete at at a couple you know places with good terrain the uh, kentucky horse park um he went to chat hills in georgia a few times um so he was you know i i got a feel for like how he would be with terrain and I, i think terrain is a beautiful thing for us because not only do you have to ride more active and be more mindful of it um it actually is better for the horses to me and in, in, in their jump here they can tend to get a little bit flat we we tend to have obviously not very much terrain so the horse kids can can really get up speed mm-hmm. and be be quite flat so you kind of have to be careful with that actually um even though the terrain does add a little bit more of difficulty i would say mm-hmm. um the it's I would say it creates a, a safer course. Um, but but for mine, he's, you know, full thoroughbred, uh, very much so not. There was never a point where when I first got him, he was a bit heavy, which, you know, now, you know, we are, uh, you know, like I think the biggest thing for him was keeping weight on him. So he went from yeah. kind of being this, this athletic pony we got, you know, I, I have videos where I'm like, he doesn't even look the same anymore. And because mm-hmm. and, and, now he's just – truly went from you know a horse out in the field to an athlete um and and their mindset's changed they understand the game at you know as soon as they see the start box they know exactly what's going on yeah they know they know those early early mornings mean you know big things and and they you know with him he always came came to work but you know for the conditioning he he really as far as canters go normally we, we would we would gallop trot um but I actually never galloped that horse except for a few times. Uh, over the summer, I was um, in, in Pennsylvania with um, Area 1's head coach. Um, and so I was lucky enough. It actually It actually improved him so much more than I ever thought it would. You know, trotting hills, galloping hills. It, 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 it put so much more of a base on that horse, and I really couldn't believe. It. And he was really only there for a couple months over the summer, mm-hmm. um, so that was that really paid off for us. That was that was definitely worth the trip to, to train there for a few months. Um, and then, you know, as far as cantering went, and galloping went, he, he tended to canter quite uh, quiet. Um, and it was it's, when I say quiet, I mean like he never really galloped it at a lot of speed. And I, and I say, you know, he would do his gout, but he really was just cantering. Right. Um, and so, you know, we, we would do interval. like We, we would probably do three, four-minute canters with a three-minute break in between. And the goal between those breaks is obviously as they get more and more fit is to their breathing and their heart rate to come back faster and faster and, until mm. eventually there's a point where he would do that nice, slow, four-minute canter, come back by the time his next set was up, you know, his, his breathing's good, he's not, you know, he's he's just, he's ready to go again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really just how you have to, you know, as a horseman, you know, be sure that, you, that you're watching and managing that and making sure you're going in the right direction. And and the reason behind galloping slow like that is actually just like us. So we just finished spring ball here at Tulane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's funny because we, we'll we'll go through, we really go through phases through the season. So, Obviously, everyone sees us when we're playing, and and that's great, but there's so many other levels as far as, you know, like we'll we'll go through seven or eight weeks of of really lifting, working on speed, working, things like that, and and it's just cool to see how you'll see a guy that will put on up to 15 pounds when he's lifting, still getting faster, still getting stronger, but not running as much. as Mm -hmm. as you would during a like spring camp Uh, obviously we're 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 playing so it's a lot of running guys tend to lose weight so that's that's a you know you can kind of connect the dots as far as me being able to compare like okay if we're trying to keep weight on this horse running especially his speed is, is, is just not not the best thing for him yeah and then from there he would do you know he would do he stayed fit really naturally. Really, like like for me, the judgment of his fitness was always his dressage work, um, and I, I kind of equate the dressage, you know, as far as like the daily work at home. Um, for us football players, it would it's it's kind of like us running drills, but there's also an element of of being loose and stretching. So. It definitely gets the heart rates up, and I could tell when when he can go through a good hard dressage lesson, and his breathing's good and everything. You pretty much know his fitness is there. So, and that's just from horse to horse. Some horses that aren't full third but have to gallop quite a lot, right.
0: um,
1: and and some like him really, really don't have to do so much. And then you know, in, in between that, we we throw in trot sets. Um, for him, he would probably do max of thirty minutes. Uh, and then starting out, you it was, it was, you would trot more like twenty minutes. So yeah. that's that,
0: that, that's really how we get them fit. Awesome. Yeah, I've I've been doing a little bit more research into the whole fitness aspect because I'm looking or working on getting into endurance with my uh, gated horse. So okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so we we did nine miles this past week. Uh, this past weekend and I mean it was it was through the woods like a hard trail so it wasn't even like I could sit there and and try to track his heartbeat and his heart rate but um, I got you. just trying to gauge kind of his demeanor and like if when we did slow down how quickly he kind of got back to his normal breathing rate Mm-hmm. um you know just trying to track that as we go longer and longer periods is i got it is, is interesting it's a it's an interesting thing to do uh definitely definitely
1: definitely is
0: so we were looking on your facebook profile and we saw that you have acquired quite a few sponsorships and we wanted to know how did well what are they and how how did you come about those opportunities?
1: So I was i am really lucky. I, I actually, Triple Crown is a feed company that has sponsored me probably, I think they got with me when I was probably 14, which mind you, at that point, I had my original horse. You know, he's he, hes kind of a bit of a pony. I think he was running the novice level. Um, and the fact that they saw something in me and believed in me was really now such a blessing. You know, I, I keep going back to the financial side of the sport. You know my parents do everything possible um, they can and and the fact that i don't have to worry about feed and and, and things like that is, is is a huge weight off their back
0: you yeah know,
1: there's a point between you know for me playing ball and everything there's there's not a lot of time that i would be able to work or anything like that mm-hmm. you know so so that was that, that was really huge and i uh katie went she actually she's with uh soteria Um, safety who also sponsored me Um, and she she really i she's always i i grew up riding with her daughter in uh pony Club,
0: and Mm -hmm.
1: she's always been very supportive of me and 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 really you know pushed me to 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 keep pursuing my dream of of eventually riding for a living Mm -hmm. hopefully one day making a team so so they you know i i can't thank them enough for what they do for me they they they've definitely definitely helped me keep staying in the game and and keep being able to try and get better every day. So I'm, I'm really thankful
0: for them. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yeah, that's super awesome. So what is your ultimate goal as far as your riding goes? Is it Olympic riding?
1: Yeah. So for me, and and I I always when people ask me this, I always before I say what I want to do, I I always want to. You know, stress the fact that I realized, and and I and I know a lot of people that have spent fifty years working for what I'm about to say, and still haven't gotten it. So I, I, I really take it seriously when I say certain things I want to do, and I realize that, you know, I'm 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 gonna have to really devote my life to this. But I love it, so it's it, it's really not a hard decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but the angle for me, really. Um, and, and everyone, you know, most of the kids you grow up, oh, I want to ride in Kentucky in the five-star, and I want to be on an Olympic team, um, but really, my goal, and it really has always been, is, is to be in the top ten in the world, um, because really, if if you accomplish something like that, and consistently be in that top group of elite riders, you're representing teams, you're riding all over the world, you're you know, you've you you've created a name for yourself. You you have good horses, you have good owners. Um
0: mm-hmm. so that
1: that's always been my response as far as, you know, the goal for me and riding.
0: Cool. How do you and your little sister kinda go back and forth? Like what is that relationship like? Because she rides too, right?
1: <laughs> yes. She she I, I think eventually eventually she'll get into a vending. She's she's one of those riders and I, and I, I tell her this to try to get her to Kind of, because I've I've always told her this is the reality of it is is the trailer is going to the show anyways, and there's two spots, so you might as well get something, throw it on the trailer, and go come ride with me. But she she actually she's very successfully running uh, mounted games um, as, as part of that they, they have their own organization um, that 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 has kids all over the country, and then she also rides um, in the pony club as well Mm in amount of games so it's very different uh she loves the thrill of it and i i definitely understand that i played a little bit when i was younger um but but got out of it once i started Mm but as far as our dynamic goes it's you know she's and I, i tell her that she's probably more naturally gifted than i am but we're very different she she picks things up quite easily i tend to work on things so you know and those are you know two good qualities but just you know they're they're, sometimes my approach to things and my advice to her isn't always the best for her specifically
0: right right well it's it's good that you recognize that as a big brother
1: (laughs) i try to i try to listen and learn you know
0: know. have you ever rode a trail ride
1: i have actually uh so the, the, the great thing too about being an athlete and and being in the eventing is i i would say the biggest thing is knowing you know this horse needs a break this horse needs a light day you know sometimes i'll get on with a plan like okay i want to do this this that and it probably involves something a bit more structured than it should be and i realize i'll I'll start doing a little work and and over the years like when i was younger i would just push through like no we're doing this now i'm starting to realize okay maybe we need to go down the road for a hack um and so, recognizing that makes, you know, if your horse is happy and wants to work for you, you you're, you're most likely going to be more successful than, than the person that's just drilling one and it kind of makes them a, a bit more of a machine than they than they are the living, breathing creatures, you know?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes perfect sense. Yes. Perfect sense. Who do you say is the most influential person in your life, whether it be... From riding or football or personal things?
1: Most influential. Should I, to be able to balance it, I, I have a pretty big circle of, of people that, the beautiful thing too about this community, which I think is unique compared to some other horse communities, is if you're willing to work, they'll, I mean, I've had so many blessings just because I'll be, you know, just because I put my head down and work. You know, ha- I've had opportunities to ride horses and, and be in barns that, that probably would not, I would never be able to pay my way into. Right. Um, so I would, like, like they said, Jen Holling, you know, she's been close to me since I was 13. You know, she's really become a, a, a mother figure. She, you know, I spent a lot of time with her, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not just about the horses. It's about, you know, football and it's, you know, she'll come to the games, things like that, you know, and, and, very much so. When we're when we're in the barn, we're not necessarily always talking about horses. And I think that's that's a big thing too, is to have a relationship with people that are close to you that isn't just focused on one aspect of your life. Yeah. Um, obviously, my parents. I mean, shoot, they you know, we would we would be a lot more financially, uh, you know.
0: I know, for, secure. Right? <laughs> You'd yeah. be so much more secure if you weren't out here riding these horses. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> And that's, and that's the funny thing sometimes that i I got to catch myself I was like I think I asked for something but it was like no nah, we, we can't do that and I almost said something I was like wait hold on I I got three events in the next six weeks so that that's probably where that money's going yeah. um, and, the, and the beautiful thing is is you know like they sacrifice so much and I never hear a word about it mom's up at Four in the morning, sometimes waking me up because I had a late game the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to get moving, like like it, just the the fact that I have to wake up alone, go to the show alone. You know, that that's something that I can never thank them enough for. Um, Pops is the same way. Pops, both my parents, mom was never rode competitively, but obviously was comfortable around horses. Dad had never even been around a horse, and and the fact that now you know he'll he'll let my horse graze while I go walk a horse sure. or. You know, you know he'll, he'll go to a lesson with me, watch me ride, video some so I can learn um, and, and, and uh, look over a lesson again. So, you know, they've, they've definitely bought in and I, I can't thank them enough. And uh, there's there's so many people in a sport that it just, you know, hey, you know, do, do you want to come ride? And all I have to do is work. And, and to me, that's a huge trade for them to, to give me the opportunities that they do for me to just do everything I can for them. Right. Um, Buck Davidson has been huge Met him when I was 12. You know, he he's, he was our area coach for Young Riders, gave everything he had for us. I mean, uh, his, his wife, Andrea Davidson, like just amazing people that are like undeserved. Like I, I don't deserve it at all, but they're just so sweet and so nice to me. Um, and, and like I said, I can't thank them enough for
0: it. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. It seems like you have a very nice circle circle around you. I I guess it, what they say it takes a village Yes <laughs> extremely blessed. it, it yes. takes a village to
1: raise Canyon Walker. Most, most
0: <laughs> Yes, that will be a oh. sound bite. <laughs> That's awesome. Definitely. That's awesome. Um so I guess this is this is my last question. Um how how does it feel or do you ever get tired of kind of being in the limelight not to say that like people are calling you every day for an interview but you know just this kind of this exposure that you're getting how does how does that make you feel
1: um i i think the biggest thing is is it's it's really motivating you know i'm a person that you know obviously there was a lot of years that i was you know that that wiry kid that kind of overrides his horse and sometimes looks a little wild so like obviously we, you know, we, we've come a long way from that, and it's it's. Sometimes I I scratch my head like people are interested like it's it doesn't seem very interesting to me because it's me, mm-hmm. um, but I'm definitely blessed to have you know you and 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 people that think my story is interesting, um. So you know I like like I said like with people that back me like I don't think I deserve it, but you know I'm I'm just blessed to have people like you guys.
0: Oh. That's a great answer. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. You have any other um. Well, you said that you sold your horse. Are you just going to lease out a horse in this time, or what are you so, gonna do? To... So, so
1: I, I, I meant to say. So this is really a God thing. So I came to Tulane, obviously. Football and academics, and and we we sat down. This was a very hard decision because obviously, you know, there's
0: there's we, we laughed that we we need a couple canyons right now. So mm-hmm. I need
1: someone that will go get a working student job, have a horse, and 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 keep getting better in the riding and really focus on the riding. Obviously, I need education to fall back on, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I put a lot of lot of time, and I like football is me so. Um, obviously it was something I could have never have just put down at a high school, especially after all the, the preparation and work we did to get recruited. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, but being at Tulane, so I, so I got here, never really asked about the riding until we got here. Cause it, it just honestly so low on the totem pole compared to everything else as far as coaches, uh, where it is and all that. Um, and I'm blessed to have another blessing to have, um, the barn the Tulane's team barn is probably five minutes down the road
0: nice. um, wow. so, I,
1: so I got here Pat like moved in probably January 13th that day parents drove me to the barn met everybody and so that that's really where I'll be doing most of my riding for the next four years so I'm really lucky to have that and and, and not only get to ride but you know she think the, the great thing is you know I, I can hang out there all day like they're just so, so nice to me. And, and, you know, not just, they, they have people that board there too, and eventually hoping to get a, a, a nice string of horses to ride every time I ride there. And, um, so I'm really looking forward to the future there. There's, I would say the only thing is being able to, you know, right now I'm working on haven't gotten to ride as much as I wanted to, obviously. Um, but just working on fitting into my schedule, uh, and to just make sure I'm handling everything I have to handle, um, but also keep developing myself over these few years, uh, just, just so when I come out, I, you know, I hit the, hit, the, hit the road running, so to speak. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that worked out perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your major?
1: Right now it's business management. Okay. Um, what I'm, the goal is, so Tulane's known for their business school. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and, and, and the goal has always been, obviously, you know, really every, everything's, going around the horses so to find a degree that what is something that i would apply for my own business eventually right and so that's really what work on and there's really in business there's so many different avenues
0: Yep. um mm-hmm.
1: that, that it, it it for now and, and and really right now there's there's so many classes i have to get done just to get done being a freshman yeah but,
0: so
1: i really won't enter, enter the b school the business school until my sophomore year but i'm looking forward to that
0: Oh, well, that's cool. That's exciting. Well, we wish you the best of luck yes. on everything you got going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to us, and we will. Um, it usually takes me about a day to edit the episode and get it all put together. So I'll shoot you a text when it's all ready. And okay, thank
1: you guys so much. And sorry about that little. I I keep forgetting where I am. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a Florida boy at heart. So I. I think a, what was it? Eight o'clock or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm
0: like, yeah, oh, and, I, and that's what I told. That's what I told Caitlin. I was like, I probably should have like said this is gonna be eight o'clock your time, just because I I forgot that New Orleans was an hour ahead of us. So
1: sure, I'm still forgetting. I've been here a few months now, so. <laughs> ain't okay, ain't okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good rest of your night. Okay. Uh, YouTube. Thank you guys so much again. You're no welcome. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Young Black Equestrians the Podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. See you guys next time.